It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We've been doing the Lockdown Bengals podcast together for quite some time now, James, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free anywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And depending on your platform, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, hit the thumbs up button if it's available to you. Give us five stars if you like the content. If you don't, well, I got nothing for you, but if you do, well, then what, really the, what the heck is wrong with you? That's what, that's my question. I'm just kidding. What's up? If Jay? you do, we really appreciate the support. <laughs> and uh, today, like I said, we're going to dive into some, uh, some offensive line talk, James, because yeah, baby, we've, we've got some takes, some takes out there in the land. What are they? James? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Daniel Jeremiah, look, uh, he does like. Two conference calls, you know, one before the combine and, and with the media and then one right before the draft. And he talks about it, any prospect that people want to ask about and, you know, all, representatives from all 32 teams are on and media in all 32 cities that cover those teams are on and they ask him different questions. And uh, one thing Daniel Jeremiah mentioned is the fact that, and Jake, I, I want to, do you buy this or sell this? Daniel Jeremiah thinks the Bengals could find starting offensive linemen that are better. Offensive linemen that are better than the Bengals starting line in the Super Bowl. So Jonah Williams, Quentin Spain, um, Trey Hopkins. Sorry, Trey, I almost forgot you. Then you got it. And this is the part. This is the right side. He's probably talking about the right side. But Akeem Adeniji and Isaiah Prince at right guard and right tackle from left to right. He said that the Bengals could find it upgrades there in the middle rounds of this draft, third and fourth rounds uh, on his conference call on Friday. And I wrote about it for all Bengals because I thought it was interesting. And, you know, obviously the focus, everybody, us included, saying go get proven offensive linemen. At the same time, I am curious because if the Bengals are going to really fix the line, they're going to have to get it right in the draft at some point. Do you buy that they're going to be able to find upgrades at, at right guard or right tackle from, from those players specifically uh in this draft and do you trust them to do that because i think they're they're two separate things but uh very very real conversation here for for the bengals and and for us here going into the draft yeah i think it's a bigger question of can they find the right guys and develop them whether it's free agency or the draft right and and there's a big conversation there around this third offensive line coach they've brought in and whether he's going to focus on development with guys, which is something Willie Anderson has talked about quite a bit, is getting an extra offensive line coach at the NFL level to focus on technique and development. So I think that's as much a question as anything else. But what what Jeremiah said, what DJ said, and he does all of his his own draft work, so you, you respect the work, respect the opinion. He's he's like, you can get guys on day th- uh, round round three, round four, so late day two, early 
day three that are better than what the Bengals started on the right side. And I, uh, I I think that that's a tough sell actually for me based on what I know right now. And there probably will be guys in the third and fourth round that, that come out of this draft that are better than Hakeem Adeniji and Isaiah Prince, both of those guys, six round picks, I believe. Uh, and so yeah. May, maybe set. Yeah. Six, both of them. Um, and so you're, you're talking about guys that are drafted earlier, but based on our conversation with Mike Renner last week, we got a draft primer. If you didn't see that, go check it out. Based on what I've seen from, you know, preliminary draft guides is, I haven't had time to get into this class in depth at this point. It seems like asking a round three, round four guy in this year's draft to step in and be a day one starter Mm -hmm. is is a big ask. And and maybe by the time you get to the end of the year, they're they're better than where the Bengals got by the end of the year. But the same could be said for Jackson Carmen, who... At the time that he was drafted, I thought he could be a right guard. I think I'm on record saying, you know, he should be able to make this posi- this transition. He plays left tackle like he plays right guard. I've said that a lot of times. And, and then that transition didn't happen. The The work ethic issues came up. The, the questions about his dedication to football came up throughout training camp. And then he started putting in the extra work. And for whatever reason, it seemed like he was in the doghouse all year. He, he was in the playoffs on a rotational basis at one point with Hakeem Adenergy, but Hakeem Adenergy came back from his injury and immediately won the starting job. And so that tells you how the Bengals felt about their second round pick, at least in his rookie year. And so, you know, maybe one of these guys develops, but asking a third or fourth round guy this year to step in and be a, a, a starter that's better than what they had in the Super Bowl in this year's draft class based on the Bengals history is a scary thing to think about. If that's your plan, mm-hmm. you know, if your plan is to hope you get a starter in round three or round four on the interior of the offensive line, like if you're a team like the, the chiefs or the Ravens, these teams that are, are good at developing and finding these guys, maybe you feel better about that. Right. But if you're the Bengals with your history <laughs> of, of, Cedric Abwehi, Jake Fisher, Russell Bodine. You, you know, you have to go back to, to Clint Bowling, Kevin Zeitler, Andrew Whitworth, and Andre Smith for, for guys that they've hit in the draft. That's that's a scary prospect. There's a couple things there. The first one, here's why I do buy it. Because I think the NFL thinks that the Bengals offensive line is a bleeping joke. Like, I think Daniel Jeremiah... It probably looks like Isaiah Prince is like, man, that dude shouldn't get close. Like he should be battling for a roster spot. And I'm not trying to be mean to Isaiah Prince, but like I bet that's how most people in the league. Aaron Donald probably had to get new pillowcases from drooling so much while he was watching film on his iPad before Super Bowl 56, right? About the idea of going up against those two and and not just those two, but uh, you know, a lot of the Bengals offensive line. And so I think those comments say more about how crappy they view the Bengals offensive line and he views it for, for lack of a better term than what this draft is, because to your point, that can't be the plan. That that is not a plan. That is unacceptable. If, if they go into the draft needing to find a starter in the draft, it's unacceptable. 
because they can't be trusted to do it because they've never been able to do it. It's been like this regime, name them. The last time it happened, Duke Tobin is the only one that, that was around then. And since then, he's whiffed on a bunch of picks. Like Jonah Williams, 11th overall? Well, good. You're not drafting 11th overall, sweetheart. You're, you're drafting much, much later, and it's going to be much harder. And we're going to dive into that going into it. So when you mix those together, you're right. That's, uh, that's a scary proposition. And we will continue this offensive line talk. Because, look, that's the theme of the offseason. Buckle up. Because that's the theme of the offseason. And, and there's more here. There's more I want to get to. Uh, but first, I have to tell you about the number one protein bar on the planet it is built bar and i'm telling you the Bengals' offensive line regardless of who they draft who they sign they need to get those boys some built bars maybe we'll send some to frank pollock jake just to try them out this offseason and get on the built bar plan because it works for me it'll work for you high protein low sugar low calories and a protein bar that's covered in 100 chocolate so they taste great they taste like a candy bar but they're healthy enough to get you through Maybe that post-workout protein punch that you need gets you through the day. If you're looking for a healthy snack, you got to try them right now by going to built.com. And you might get the mint brownie, the coconut, the coconut almond. There's something for everyone. And when you use promo code LOCK15 at built.com, you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, get the built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They got some good stuff going on right now at Bill Bar, James. I, I, I need to re-up and I just went and I, I went to look. The cookies and cream is on, which I've heard is fantastic. I've never gotten to try that one. Uh, oh, no, sorry. The white chocolate cookies and cream is a limited release. And I promise we'll get back to the offensive line. But we talked about those puffs last week. That coconut oh. marshmallow puff is on right now. You're telling me I can eat a chocolate covered marshmallow for 17 grams of protein? Like, I'm excited <laughs> about this legitimately, which is why I'm spending time on it. So I'm going to go put a, a built, built.com order in like uh, like the Hubei, Jess. You see that post she had? That was a big shout out to Jess. It's a huge order. order. It's a huge order, order, man. Almost as big as as Captain's head. Her husband (laughs) might be bigger than any uh, any order I've ever put in. But back to this offensive line, James. That's not a knock at at Captain. He he would know that. But just in case people are uh, get get frazzled, go ahead, Jake. Good clarification. I was going to throw back to you, James. You said you had some other things you wanted to hit on on this offensive (laughs) line and. I don't know if it's draft or free agency or what, but why don't you enlighten us? So it's twofold. The the Bengals, obviously they need to spend this offseason and free agency becomes comes before the draft. So that's great. They're going to have to spend to fix the offensive line for now. But in why I think Daniel Jeremiah's comments are so, so important is because the Bengals, whatever block they have at drafting, and it's kind of funny, they have a block on finding blockers in the draft. How, how do you fix that? I don't know, but they better fix it because you can't just pay offensive linemen forever. At some point, you're going to have to draft and develop these guys. 
and retain them and do that blueprint. And they haven't been able to do it. They just continue to get it wrong. And Jackson Carmen had obvious red flags might be strong, but concerns. And until he flips that and makes it right, you know, until Deontay Smith, who I like as a fourth round project, right? Who has 35 and a half inch arms. But until he shows something, they have zero trust. They have zero equity. They have zero anything where, you know, I, I can say, oh, well, they're going to be able to develop this guy or they're going to be able to find the right guy. So they need to show it. And maybe it is that with that class. But as of now, that's a zero. I don't like what Trey Hill, I thought the lights were too bright for him. Will be for most sixth rounders. Okay. Deontay Smith, we just didn't see enough of him. I think there are some traits there. Same with Jackson Carmen. I think there are issues, work ethic issues, stuff that he's going to have to iron out and figure out. And that's why Akeem at Energy walks into the starting lineup, like you mentioned earlier in the show. So when it comes to this, this draft class, it better not matter for this year, right? Like maybe the 31st pick, like if you're getting Tyler Linderbaum or someone like that, then yeah, you think he's going to start. But like, there's like one or two guys where they're going to realistically draft them. And I'm going to be like, oh, that could be a day one week one starter. So that's okay. Take the pressure off in free agency, but how they're really going to fix this is by hitting on guys and developing guys, which goes back to your point about having multiple assistant offensive line coaches. Now it could help. And, and so that's the part of it is as focused as we're going to be over the next few weeks on free agency and fixing the line long-term and protecting Joe Burrow when he's you know signing a 50 plus million dollar per year deal in extension which could be next off season <laughs> like that's going to be where it comes from is finding these guys developing them and putting them in a position uh, in the organization in a position where they're not going to have to overspend because they should overspend in free agency to protect Joe Burrow this off season and we've talked about some offensive line plans, James. We're going to continue to talk about them. We're probably going to put together some different packages and talk about some of the different ways they might go on the offensive line in free agency. But you're right. It comes down to development. The Bengals right now, or partially at least, comes down to development. The Bengals right now have a bunch of young guys on this offensive line. Deontay Smith was the only guy they drafted last year that was on the older side. Trey Hill, still 22 years old. Jackson Carmen, same deal. Young guy. They came in with limited experience. They came in with some tools. They came in as guys that would likely need some development time. In Jackson Carmen's case, he, he came from a heck of a program in Clemson, playing left tackle for, for Trevor Lawrence, right? And at the time that he came out, you know, the notes from PFF, I went back, I'm looking at their draft guide right now going back back in time to last year. And Mike Renner, who we had on, said, you know, he, he might be a good one. He moves really well. But he needs some work on his pass protection. He only has two years of experience, and, and that's a part of his game that, that needs some work. But he, he is a rare physical athlete from, from, a, from a size and athleticism perspective. And so, you know, he's got to, he's got to put it all together. And so there's some development that needs to happen. Yep. And to your point, James, do, do the Bengals have the guys in the building to do it? They've now got three offensive line coaches. We talked about this in segment one. Hopefully they use these guys to, to 
figure out whatever the heck it is that's going on. I mean, I don't actually know. Maybe we should have done this research. How many NFL teams have three offensive line coaches? Mm-hmm. I would wager the Bengals are one of very few. And it kind of hopefully to me signals the the dedication that they hopefully show this year in fixing this thing because it's going to be hard in the draft, man. Like Daniel Jeremiah, where we started the show, said Linderbaum has a chance of being there at 31 or into mm-hmm. the 20s. And maybe the Bengals do the unthinkable for them and trade up to go get him if they really like him. 290 pounds, though. Reason to think they won't like him. He's going to be small. Or it's a guy like Bernard Raymond, who is on the older side, is a foreigner who has only been playing football for a little bit and is learning the game. And I only mention foreigner because that's why he's late to the game. Or it's a Kenyon Green or a Trevor Penning or a Zion Johnson. And, and those are all first-round guys. Yep. That you're you're kind of like, oh, may- maybe one of those guys can do the job, right? So maybe it's free agency plus one of these first-round guys. But man... I've done a couple of draft simulators as we start to get ready for mock draft Monday, James. And when it gets to that 31st pick, it's like Raymond or a defensive lineman. And those are pretty much the choices or, or like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You would love, <clears throat> excuse me. You would love linebacker, but you know, we'll, we'll yeah. dive into that. Maybe, maybe punter at 31. Jake would really the, love a kicker. The takeaway for me though, there is like fix it in free agency as much as you, you can. Yep. Because it's going to be tough in the draft this year, I think. But but maybe, you know, it's early. Maybe we're wrong. And then it takes the pressure off. Like, <laughs> there was so much pressure on the Bengals in that 38th pick. You take Chase. You haven't done enough in free agency last year to adjust the line. And they didn't. We both agreed with that. And so there was so much pressure on the 38. You trade down, which was good because they were going to take Carmen anyway. And so now you need Carmen to hit. You need him to start. You need him to be this guy and he just wasn't ready to do it to make that transition and to do all of those things. And there are concerns with him too. Like I, again, I, and I've said it like he, he needs to be accountable for himself yeah. this off season. And, and I, I think if he does that, he's young enough. And I'm not saying Frank Pollock is the best offensive line coach on the planet, but he isn't Jim Turner. Like, I think he's going to be good. He's not at, at the end of his years, Paul Alexander, where it just seemed like things didn't go well and, and weren't working and, and his vision wasn't, what uh you, you know was needed in today's nfl whether that's fair or not and i'm not trying to be you know mean to paul but that's just you know part of it that's a question that's out there so uh that's the part with carmen's development but again can they draft for depth can they get the offensive line to a point where it's like okay well this guy maybe we do draft any of the names you mentioned and yeah. it's like we don't need to because say what you want about cedric Abwehi, right they didn't need him right away. So yeah. he couldn't have asked for a better, I'm going to go to this team that was really good last year and learn behind Andrew Whitworth. And he's, he was just never going to be good. It was a bad pick. And, and I, you can't convince me there's a scenario in the NFL where he ends up being a, you know, a quality starter. That being said, a lot of these guys, landing spot matters, destination matters, coaches, all of those things, and situations. So hopefully the Bengals' situation is much better in uh, up, you know, after free agency going into the draft, as far as the the offensive line is concerned, you know the the last point I want to make on this, James, is is going back to last year's draft. The Bengals traded back in the second round because they knew they were picking Jackson Carmen in the second round, and they were pretty confident they'd be able to get him because a lot of people had him as a third round guy. The guy that was picked where they were originally selecting was Christian Barmore, 
who had a fantastic rookie season yep. for, for New England. And so what's one of the positions we've talked about is something the Bengals need is a, a three tech that can create some pressure. Yep. If the Bengals do a sufficient job on their offensive line and free agency, maybe they're still drafting an offensive lineman in the second round. Maybe that's their plan anyway. Maybe they're looking for depth. Maybe they're looking for these developmental guys to be starters of the future. Or maybe they can pick a Christian Barmore because they've mm-hmm. addressed the needs of the team in free agency. They feel good about those guys. And, and then they can go BPA, which hard to argue with Christian Barmore as the BPA at that point was, was easily like the best interior defensive lineman in that class. So certainly ahead of Jackson Carmen, but I digress. Yeah. I mean, such disdain in the way you say that, James. Uh, <laughs> well, he was. He was on every yeah. board. Show me a oh, board yeah. where Christian Barmore wasn't ahead no. of Jackson Carmen. Like, that's You're great. right. You're right. Uh, the, the only other thing that I was thinking about, James, is uh, Jeremiah said that they can find better starters in this draft. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that they can find better depth. Like, even if Adenergy and, and, and uh, Prince are depth, they can improve on those guys depth-wise this offseason as well. So maybe they get guys that are better but aren't ready to start because those guys weren't ready to start either, but they can be better depth and better developmental pieces. I don't know. Something to think about. Uh, Coming up next, Logan Wilson has shoulder surgery, played through that labrum injury, and sounds like he's on track for recovery. We're going to take some time on Logan Wilson's run with that shoulder injury. Football is over, but basketball is full steam ahead with the tournament just a couple of weeks away. Selection Sunday, of course. You can get to betonline.net and wager on all your favorite teams, or maybe you're just all about the NBA, where... Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are trying to make a run at that number one seed in the West. Or LeBron James and the Lakers trying to hang on to a playoff spot in the West. You can wager on all of that and so much more at betonline.net. It's not just basketball, by the way. Betonline.net has hockey, boxing, UFC, all in one spot, one-stop shop for all of your wagering needs. So go there now, betonline.net, or use your mobile device and sign up today. BetOnline where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, why so much focus on the West? How about about the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan? The East is fun. I'm just a beast is fun. No, no, the, no, you're right. Uh, But no, DeRozan is in the MVP conversation. What a crazy year he's having. And um, wow. Are we, we really are talking to me. We're we're not going to, we're not going to do it. But the Uh, reason that I like DeRozan so much is because he does it with that old school mid range game. I tweeted a shot chart from the first game out of the all-star break. He's like 35 points on 71% shooting. And it's all like mid range jumpers, which is unheard of in the modern NBA, but let's get back to football. I I know you want to talk. I'm DeMar so DeRozan. like, oh, like, can we really talk NBA? Gosh. It's an offseason, baby. Locked on NBA. I'm going to have to get on the Locked On NBA crew and see if I can do a guest spot here and there. Not every day, but, a, you know, a guest spot. My focus is I, Bengals, baby. Bengals, I, I baby. Think, I think uh, 
Locked on Bulls might be in a transition right now, but you're not a Bulls guy. That's me. Uh, Logan Wilson, James, labrum surgery, came back from that injury. Weren't really mm-hmm. expecting him to come back from that injury or, or necessarily. I, I wasn't optimistic that he would be back, James. I don't know about you. Um, you know, besides reports that you heard that was like, yeah, he's going to play. But playing through that injury at a high level in the playoffs and had a pretty good year. And we've mm-hmm. talked about it a few times. We talked about it with Mike last week. We keep going back to that show. We talked about it with some other people too. The Bengals linebackers, you, you feel good about him for the first time. And I don't know, Takeo spikes, yeah. Brian Simmons, you know, like Vontez perfect and some guys, I don't know. Yeah. Depending on, depending on your confidence level there, but Logan Wilson doing it through the injury. Pretty cool. It is. No, it's it's crazy because I thought he played really well in Super Bowl 56. And you, you knew that injury was serious. And I thought he was out for the year for sure. And remember, it was the the week Jermaine Pratt, it was right before the Chiefs game where they clinched the AFC North. Jermaine Pratt gets COVID. And suddenly from Monday to Wednesday, it's like, uh, actually, Logan's going to practice. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, what? And uh, it's because I, th- I think he had that shoulder uh, drain. There was something that and suddenly it was feeling better just in a couple days. And they're like, Hey, maybe he can play. And so instead of having surgery, he played through it. And look, it, that part of its culture to me is as much as anything. And in, in the guys that they've brought in, they've been a, done a great job of bringing in these like really talented team first, not me first type guys, because it, a lot of players probably wouldn't come back and give it their all. And I get it. Logan Wilson's still trying to prove himself in the league. So you want to, and you want to help a, a team like that, but it's not like they had anything guaranteed playoffs wise. He comes back. Wasn't great against the chiefs that first matchup. I don't think, but it was his first game back and man made a bunch of plays throughout the postseason. So uh, good for him. And uh, the good news is, is that it was successful and that he'll be, you know, ready to go, which is uh, even more important because you know, th- this whole team wants to take another step, right? And Logan Wilson's a-, a big part of that. Yeah, Green Dot, right? Green Dot on defense. He's the guy that's getting everybody aligned. And I know he has help from the safeties and Von Bell and Jesse Bates do a lot in, in terms of communication as well. And he just took a big step. And, and the playoff run for him was was really impressive. The The production that he had, the, the interception against Tennessee, a pass breakup in the wild card round, against uh against vegas being in the right place to to make tackles for loss in the super bowl against the the stagnant rams run game to to make tackles immediately in the pass game when he was in coverage not giving up too many yards after the catch throughout the playoffs it's just promising for him and when the bengals drafted him he's 20 25 turning 26 in july we always said you know he's gonna have to to hit the ground running and be good pretty quick because he's a little bit older coming in and it looks like he's living up to that bill a little bit. And then, you know, just to stay on the linebacker train and we can come back to Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt is, is in a pretty interesting place himself going into a, uh, the, his contract year of his rookie deal. He's 26 as well in, uh, in May, May 25th, May 21st, sorry, coming up on his birthday in a couple of months, but the Bengals are going to have a, an, a decision to make. On Jermaine Pratt, they could extend him this offseason if mm-hmm. they see fit. Jermaine Pratt, a little bit more of a, an up-and-down guy if you go by PFF grades anyway, and you know had his lapses on tape just from, from a 
observer's perspective as well, but still seems like a, a good tackler to me and has stepped up and, and like Wilson had a good playoff run. So I've kind of come around to the idea of N'Kobe Dean. If he's there at 31 James, like if one of these really good linebackers in a good linebacker class gets all the way to 31, just cause I, wow. I'm never, opposed, I'm, I'm actually never opposed to getting like a really athletic guy at that level. Uh, wow. and Jermaine Pratt in a contract year. So that's where it gets a little bit interesting to me, but all that aside, it's got to feel good for the Bengals to have two guys that, that fit their scheme. Well, the way these two guys seem to, and, and got better as the year went on for the most part. For sure. And, and so you're, <clears throat> excuse me, hoping that, uh, that they could continue that. Now you have a new position coach. You're going to have to, uh, continue to develop, but I think these guys are just, you know, Pratt, it took him a year longer than I thought. I thought he was going to explode year two. Not explode, but be better, right? Take a big jump. And it took to, to year three, and he had his best season. Wilson, they loved him, right? And he showed flashes as a rookie, and he continued to build on it. So who knows? How big will that jump be from year two to year three? Hopefully it's another big step. And Because if it is, or even if it's a decent step, you know, he, he can be not only the best linebacker, but one of their best defensive players. So... Um, I, I don't know if that's in the cards. Maybe he is what he is, and if he is that, he's still really good and a big part of their defense. But, um, I, again, going back to him playing through the injury, I think that's awesome that, that he was able to do that. And I know there are a lot of guys that were dealing with stuff. We talk about how healthy they were. Healthy is right, but they were hurt. Yeah. Right, Hurt and injured are two different things. There are a lot of guys that were playing hurt. And uh, and that's just part of you know playing football and being a football player, right? But – um, cool that they were able to do that. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you, you know, 55 and 57, you feel really good about those guys. And then you have an Akeem Davis Gaither coming back and, and some of these other young linebackers, Marcus Bailey showed a little bit. I thought, um, of, of promise that th these guys that, uh, are also part of Logan Wilson's draft class that I think could be maybe not game changers, but, but contributors next season. Clay Johnston erasure. Made a huge play on that two-point conversion, man. That is yep. like one playoff snap. But, yep. you know, that just kind of makes me think, Al Golden, you know, how important was was he for this room? Because they got great play. Like, when they lost linebackers and were down to, you know, what there, there was a game where they were playing Batchy, who also got hurt, and Marcus Bailey. They they still did okay, you know. They they it, survived. It, it, it was it was Batchy and Bailey. Yeah, yeah. It, like they they survived with those guys. Credit Lou and Batchy's coming back. Yeah, just saying yeah. as a p as a piece, like psh, he'll be in camp I'm with you as the fifth linebacker, sixth linebacker. It's not bad. Jordan Evans might be back too. Seems like they like him as the veteran linebacker. And yeah. I'm not really opposed to that. He's a, he's a fine special teamer. But I'm also like I said, increasingly coming around to this idea. <laughs> Of a, of a linebacker if he's far and away the best player available at 31. I don't know when that happened. Sometime in the last five minutes. Yeah, it, clearly it did. Um, <laughs> we'll dive into that later because I, I, I we're, we're up against it, you know, at the end of the show, and then you drop this on me. Ne up next, next show, Jake Lisko is going to say he's okay with a punter in the second round. No. I mean, what the hell? You dropped that on me. Whew. Anyways. Hunter. Um, I'm gonna. I really dread the matter. I'm joking around. I'm, no, I'm I know, but you're, I know. I know you're joking, but there's a large contingent of Bengals fans. that's like, go get the punter. Have Hold a special on. teams duo. What if they fill all of their needs in free agency? Would you take him at 31? 
No. <laughs> Jesus. What are we doing? Let's are get you out sure? Of here. Game changer. James, I got to go. Never ended a show by saying I got to go, but I got to go. We'll be back tomorrow, Bengals fans. Plenty to talk about as the combine approaches. Free agency just a couple weeks away. We're going to get those free agency packages together at some point here, probably next week, the week before free agency. Big combine week this week, and we'll have some fun stuff coming out of that. Until next time, Bengals fans, Hude, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.